Hey, Prime members, you can listen to Ion Veterans ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the app today. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Welcome to CBS Audio's Ion Veterans. I'm your host, Phil Briggs. I'm a Navy veteran, and every week I get a chance to look at the issues of the day through the eyes of my fellow military vets. My goal every week is simple, bring you something informative and something that will inspire the hell out of you. This is the news and stories about the veteran lifestyle. This is Eye on Veterans. All right, welcome. This episode is going to be one of many we do in our coverage to get veterans the answers they need and deserve. I want you to hear me go a few rounds with the Veterans Health Administration over toxic exposures. Now, initially, we scheduled the call to discuss the burn pit registry. But as you're about to hear, I press to find out why so many vets are suffering from illnesses connected to their time in the military and are still not receiving benefits. Exposure to airborne hazards during military service is a serious concern for many veterans. The VA established the Airborne Hazards and Open Burn Pit Registry in 2014 to document these types of exposures and help researchers better understand potential long-term health effects. The VA estimates that over 3 million veterans and active duty service members are eligible to join the registry. And here to talk to us about it is Dr. Patricia Hastings, the Chief Consultant for VA Post-Deployment Health Services. Dr. Hastings, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for getting the word out to veterans about the Airborne Hazards and Open Burn Pit Registry and the services surrounding it. First, uh, let's begin with the obvious. Uh, What is the VA Airborne Hazards and Open Burn Pit Registry? I mean, it's all kind of in the name, but uh, tell me a little bit more about it. The registry is a way that service members and veterans can document their experiences uh, in Southwest Asia in the first Gulf War in 1990, as well as the current conflict that started after 9-11. And these are exposures to sand, dust, pollution, uh, the burn pits, 
um, fuels and aircraft exhaust, generator exhausts, and fumes. But what about those that served in the middle European Soviet bases? Um, I think of like Kyrgyzstan or, you know, those things in Central Asia. There is a, um, a place called Karshikhanabad in Uzbekistan, which was a Soviet air base that we used from 2001 to 2004. It is, was not included in the Airborne Hazards and Open Burn Pit Registry itself, but about 80% of those who were in K2 Karshikhanabad are eligible to enter the Airborne Hazards Open Burn Pit Registry. And it has just been decided that Uzbekistan will be also added to the Airborne Hazards Open Burn Pit Registry itself. Okay, great, great. Well, first, how can joining this registry help improve veterans' health? In a, a couple of ways. One is it starts the conversation with your health care provider, and this is whether you get care at the VA or from a community health care provider. When you join the registry, a free exam is available to you, and we have had many cases where People felt healthy, um, but they came in, and we actually diagnosed other conditions that really impacted their care. didn't have anything to do with the airborne hazards, open burn pit exposures, but it was the first part of taking care of some other issues. The other is it can get you connected to the care that you need, deserve, and have earned. And additionally, it helps your battle buddies, other veterans, because when we have a number of people in the registry, we're able to really explore fully the health outcomes for that population who were exposed to airborne hazards while deployed. Okay. So they might be able to discover something within your own examination that you didn't even know of. Hmm. Fascinating. Well, you know, we have a, a couple great cases that I can tell you about. Um, one, and we've written this up, um, was a, a Mr. Peterson, Army veteran. Um, he, gave, he had retired. He gave himself the PT test once a year, so good for him. Um, he felt really pretty good, but came in just to get the airborne hazards uh, exam. On his x-ray, we saw a shadow. Um, he, the bottom line is he had pancreatic cancer. He is being treated now and doing very well. Another case, also a cancer. It was a thyroid cancer. Um, the person felt worn out, run down, came in to get the airborne hazards exam. Um, unrelated, of course, to that exposure, but she's had surgery and she's doing great. And those are the success stories that we love to hear because we know the battle is not always over once you leave the battlefield. Um, I want to ask you quickly about what's being done with all this data. Um, we're compiling all these people, we're getting all of their records and all their service connections and where they were located, but what is this being used for specifically? Specifically, um, veterans can even go on our website. The Airborne Hazards Open Burn Pit Registry website is available at www.publichealth.va.gov slash airborne hazards. And veterans can see some of the findings that we have from data mining the registry as it stands now. We also are able to look at the healthcare outcomes for these veterans. We can look at the different health concerns they've had over time. And we also, in some cases, may contact veterans to ask them to enroll in a study so they can not only um, improve their health, but also improve the policies and the health care available to other veterans. As the chief consultant for VA post-deployment health services, it's got to be obvious to you that the VA doesn't already give benefits for this usually. And I say that because the data's there. 
I mean, there was what, 10,000 or some different claims over the last couple of years. And I followed this through Burn Pits 360 with Rosie Torres. Only 2,000 and some people have ever really received benefits for their toxic exposures. And I've talked to former secretary of the VA, Dr. David Shulkin, who says the science is in. So why is it that the VA does not give benefits for this? Or why is it that the VA is still trying to demand more scientific research? Let me answer the, the two questions that you've sort of asked. One is in regards to the claims and the way that VA, um, VA um, doc documents the claims is if burn pits is said anywhere in the claim, we count it as a burn pit claim. However, many times the injury or the claim that goes in is something unrelated to burn pits, such as a hip injury, a back injury, but those are still counted as burn pit claims. So if you look at only the ones that have a respiratory issue associated with them, respiratory issue associated with them, we actually approve over 66% of those claims. All right, I just wanna click pause on the interview here and interject one. 66% of people that are having respiratory issues after breathing in toxic crap get help. And again, I'm not talking about just medical help. I'm talking about benefits. They got to do better than that. And let's look at the other part about what she just said. If you're dying of cancer, you have to know to put the words burn pit in your medical claim. Like, how come they can't just say if you were stationed in a certain area where they know there were burn pits that you're covered? But no, you've got to know to use the right word. That right there is unacceptable and screwed up. We shouldn't have to know what vocabulary to include into our claim to get it approved. In answer to your other question, not all the science is in, but you're absolutely correct. We need to, to get answers for veterans. And in fact, the most recent National Academy of Sciences, Engineering, and Medicine report that came out in September of 2020, did not find any diagnoses that um, could be attributed to the airborne hazards and open burn pit exposures. That seems counterintuitive even to me. So uh, at this point in time, my office is looking further at more of the science to say, you know, how do we get to a definitive answer? Um, because it is important. And intuitively, I say, you know, there is something there because in the National Academy report, it said that cough, shortness of breath, and wheeze um, were associated with the exposures, but no, di no discrete diagnosis. So we're looking further specifically at those symptoms, trying to get to an answer for veterans. Well, we're going to take a run at that research when CBS Eye on Veterans returns. Welcome back to CBS Eye on Veterans. I'm Navy veteran Phil Briggs. Now we're listening to my recent conversation with Dr. Patricia Hastings, Chief Consultant for VA's Post-Deployment Health Services. We've been talking about how veterans should sign up for the VA's Airborne Hazards and Open Burn Pit Registry. By doing this, veterans can proactively monitor their own health and get connected to care and services they need. But as we dug deeper, I wanted to know why. Why the VA is demanding more research 
when many experts have already stated that being stationed near toxic things like burn pits, burning jet fuel and plastics, is clearly responsible for diseases, including cancers and respiratory issues. Dr. Hastings quoted a study by the National Academy of Science, Engineering and Medicine from September 2020 did not find any diagnoses that um, could be attributed to the airborne hazards and open burn pit exposures. But if you think that sounds like bullshit, you're not alone. That seems counterintuitive even to me. So I pressed for more as we talked about this research because I know that one of the leading scientists has come out and said beyond a shadow of a doubt that burn pits are, and the toxic exposures related to that, are the cause of these cancers, are the cause of these diseases. And I find it troubling that that academy, even in its most recent publication, says otherwise. Yes, you, you are absolutely correct. And I've worked with him before. His name is Dr. Vidal, Sparrow Vidal. Um, and he is, um, you know, certainly one of the premier scientists. And that is why we are still looking at this and trying to get a definitive answer for veterans, because you're absolutely correct. Intuitively, these are related. We don't find it in the science yet, but we want to get definitive answers for the veterans, and so we are specifically looking further than the most recent National Academy report. It's important, you're right. Yeah. And I believe the name, I, now that I think about it, I think the name is Dr. Robert Miller, Associate Professor at Vanderbilt University. I, I, I think it's who okay, I was thinking. Dr. Miller, yes. Dr. Miller has done work with constrictive bronchiolitis and uh, has published several articles in regards to um, constrictive bronchiolitis. I think most of his research is limited to that. Now, as we look forward into 2021, do you expect those veterans that feel that they're suffering from respiratory conditions or from cancers and know that they were overseas, know that they were in, that they were in these war zones. Um, do you expect their claims to be easier to process this next year? Do you expect the VA to start approving benefits? Well, care is avail available to veterans. They can enroll in VA healthcare. And in fact, for the first five years after you leave the military, care is available to you through the VA. Uh, and I would encourage every veteran to enroll. If any veteran, and this is any veteran, believes that military service has negatively impacted their health, they should put in a claim. And one of the ways that they can start this conversation is to go to the website at www.publichealth.va.gov slash airborne hazards, enter the registry, document your exposures, get that free exam, start the conversation, and it, this could be the one thing that connects you to the care that you need, deserve, and have earned. And as far as the benefits approval process, um, what do you foresee with that in 2021? Because again, we'll speak to that number where, you know, there was what, 10,000 claims and only 2,000 or so were approved for benefits. And again, if you look specifically at the respiratory claims, over 66% are approved. Um, and so when you look at the numbers, if it says burn pits, it's counted as a burn pit claim, even though there may not be a respiratory issue and it may be something completely unrelated, but you're right. Um, starting the process with going to the airborne hazards registry is not 
not putting in a claim, but it can be used as part of your claims process. So you certainly can use that as documentation for your claim. And I would encourage everyone to get that free exam. And again, with respect to those that maybe not having bronchial issues or respiratory issues, I think of those that maybe, you know, develop colon cancer or develop pancreatic cancer, as you'd mentioned previously. Um, they should be involved and they should be given the benefits by the VA. So you're saying that joining this database and filing in this system is a first step to helping get that benefit approved? No, the benefits and the healthcare process are two things that are separate, but your free exam can be used as part of the documentation in your claim. So I absolutely would get that free healthcare exam. And tough question here to end with, but in your estimation, should the VA be giving benefits? We are looking very diligently in my office to try to find out what the relationship between airborne hazards, open burn pits, and healthcare outcomes are. The health of veterans is the top priority for the VA and the reason that my office exists. And we are not going to stop looking, even though the National Academy of Sciences, Engineering, and Medicine report did not find any healthcare diagnoses that were associated, we're not gonna stop looking because the, the care of veterans is the primary directive for the VA and for my office. What specifically more are you looking for? I mean, you've heard the testimonies then, you've read the writings of Dr. Robert Miller, of former VA Secretary, Dr. David Shulkin. What's it going to take? In these cases, what we're looking for is more likely than not. And so with the National Academy of Science, Engineering, and Medicine reports, they look at um, levels of evidence. And in most cases, we look at sufficient evidence of an association, which is the more likely than not. We're not getting to there, you know, there is an absolute because we realize here there are no absolutes and we need to take care of veterans. So we're getting to the more likely than not as our level of evidence. And that's important for veterans to know. And how did they determine it's not likely that those warfighters, those veterans were suffering from diseases connected to toxic exposures? Um, for the National Academy of Science, Engineering, and Medicine, uh, they looked at the literature from um, many different sources, um, hundreds of uh, different scientific studies, and evaluated those uh, looking for respiratory illnesses such as asthma, looking for cancers, looking for not only respiratory cancers, but also, as you mentioned, colon cancers. Uh, so it was not... Um, I mean, w w were there a lot of veterans in their studies? Were there a lot of veterans? Was this done through the VA? Was their study done at all with the warfighter in mind? It just sounds like a crappy study. No, it, let, me, let me explain. The National Academy of Science, Engineering, and Medicine puts together a blue ribbon panel and looks at many different scientific studies. So they looked at Dr. Miller's studies. They looked at, um, at what would be thousands and thousands of people in these many studies. Um, but Dr. Miller's study looked at 100% veterans. Um, the National Academy study did include many studies that uh, covered veterans, and they also did look at Dr. Miller's studies. And so again, I ask, I mean, th that you do not see a point in 2021 where there is enough science to say without a shadow of a doubt that if you're suffering from a disease and you were in one of these areas, 
that the VA will green light the benefits? Um, we're not looking for beyond a shadow of a doubt. We're looking at more likely than not. And again, uh, this is a very important topic for veterans, and we are not going to quit looking. Just because we get a report that says that it, there does not appear to be an association, we're not going to stop looking. Care of veterans is the most important thing. And pardon me for being combative, but it would just seem to me that if care of veterans were the most important thing, then greenlighting their benefits would be the most important and that they would already be receiving the benefits for these things. I mean, because there's, there's warfighters that they're suffering right now that aren't able to even get their claim approved, much less benefits. And on top of being a medical patient, they're having to become a lawyer and an attorney and an advocate for their own medical condition. Absolutely. We want to take care of veterans and make sure they get the benefits that they deserve and have earned. And again, in over 66% of cases, they are getting those benefits accorded to them. And we're not going to stop looking because if there is any association uh, with regards to these exposures and providing better care for veterans, that is VA is what VA's role and what we are going to do. Bottom line. If you're a Desert Storm era or GWAT era veteran, you need to be in the VA's Airborne Hazards and Open Burn Pit Registry. You can find it with a simple Google search of Airborne Hazards, comma, VA. All right, so that does it for this week's show. Thank you for listening. Now, we'd love to hear from you, so follow us on Twitter at IonVeterans, or you can reach me at PhilBriggsVet. I'm always down to get your hot takes and spicy memes, and I'd love to talk to you every week, so please like and subscribe. Hell, even give us a review of the show, because the comments and reviews really help us tailor the show to you. Again, I'm Phil Briggs, Navy veteran and reporter with ConnectingVets.com in Washington, D.C., and I look forward to talking to you again on another episode of CBS Audio's Eye on Veterans. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to Ion Veterans ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Or you can listen ad-free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, this is Jill Schlesinger, CBS News business analyst, certified financial planner, and host of the Money Watch podcast. This is the show where your money is not scary and it's not boring. It is a show that's all about you. It's your questions that make it possible for me to provide unconventional and entertaining insights on your money and maybe more importantly, on your life. I'm going to be your financial coach, someone who brings common sense and an insider's perspective on how to manage your money and your emotions. And I promise we are going to have a little bit of fun along the way. 
Have a question from retirement to career changes to college funding? Just send us an email at askjill at jillonmoney.com. Follow Money Watch wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen ad-free on the Amazon Music or Wondery app.